0: And bonjour all you gardening cats and gators! Welcome to Gardening with Cisco! Holy cats! It's December! I can't believe it! That came so fast! And it feels like December out there morning <laughs> to me! I froze driving over here even! Hey, I'm going to introduce my guest before I say a few other things, because we can chat about one of the things I'm about to talk about. So Marty Wingate, and uh, she has hosted the show many a time when I've been out of town. And I just want to tell you a little about her, though, because... Uh, she and I wrote on the P.I. together for many, many years, and you were sort of the head writer, though.
1: Well, I, I, I was lucky enough to do some of the features. That was really fun. <laughs> yeah.
0: You always did great ones. So uh, that was a lot of fun back in the old P.I. days. Yeah. And uh, But you might not know, or you probably do, but you might not, that she is now writing mysteries.
1: Yes, yes, murder mysteries set in England, of course.
0: Oh, yeah, they're really (laughs) fun. So I'm reading one right now, and I'm getting a big kick out of it. It's a lot of fun. I've read a number of them. And uh, now you're starting, or in the middle of, I'm not sure, your third series.
1: I, I, have, I have a third series. The first book will be out next October. My first two series are in ebooks from from uh, Random House. Uh, but this series will be from Berkeley Prime Crime. It will be in print as well as ebooks. Oh, fun as can be. Yeah, and it's oh, set great. in England too, of course. So,
0: and is it now you had one that was more garden than one was sort of birds.
1: Yes, Potting Shed Mysteries. Uh, the main character is a gardener and in Birds of a Feather series the main character's father is an ornithologist so she's a bird lover <laughs> in this third series the first edition society it's about a it's set modern day in Bath in Somerset in England and it's about the um, a collection of books from the golden age of mystery authors oh yes Agatha Christie Dorothy wow. L. Sayers uh, Niall Marsh all of those fabulous women writers from um, the 20s and 30s and on and the curator of this um, society, who is new and has never read a mystery in her life. So she has a lot of catching up to do. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So are any of those, they're not out yet?
1: No, you? October 1st, October 2019. F- 2019 yeah. yeah, yeah. So ah, less than boy. a year, we can say that. So you've got some work to do. <laughs> I do, I do. I, I'm just finishing up edits from my um, uh, fabulous editor, and uh, we're working on the cover. So in January or February, I'll start sneaking pictures of the cover online.
0: Lines. Oh, cool as can be, and uh, you were you were on the garden panels at U- KUOW. Yes, quite that a long was time. such
1: great fun weekday with Steve Share. Uh, yeah, we had a whole hour. Um, Greg Rayburn and. Um, Willie uh, Galloway, I want to say Willie Evans, that was her maiden name, and uh-huh. uh, and I talked about gardening. For uh, we talked about anything, but we yeah,
2: talked yeah. about
0: gardening. I listened to it a lot. It was a <laughs> lot of fun, and you also lead garden tours around the world. I do. And we're going to talk about that in one minute. Good. But before we do, I just I'm given a, a restaurant review this morning. <laughs> yep. Yep. So we met at uh, the. Beard, the Beardsley Pub over there in Bothell—I thought that was a pretty cool. Pub,
1: it was fantastic. It's really big. It was bigger than I it's expected huge. and busy. Oh, that was a busy place. But we were well taken care of, I must say.
0: Yeah, you know, make sure your hearing aids work well.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, the noise level <laughs> well, is a bit high.
0: <laughs> but the food was great. That that. Although they didn't have Leighton's favorite beer, oh that my was gosh. the one
1: bad thing. I know. My husband was so excited because <laughs> they have an ESB on their list of beers and his British beer is his favorite. And we got there and the guy said, Oh, it's gonna be on tomorrow uh. <laughs> Oh. Ensuring we will make a trip back, of course.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, they know how to get you guys back <laughs> yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was a lot of fun. That's a good uh, good pub if you want to go enjoy uh, some good beer or wine and enjoy a nice dinner and uh, have a really festive atmosphere. Yeah, I'd it was fun. So. Yep, That was great. So I just want to quick say I'm looking forward to you folks that I'm gonna meet at my local pub, the Fiddler where we've met. Oh before. yeah, that's
1: you've got a great pub. that that's is a, a real nice local. Pub. That's what they say in England. That is a re, that's your it's local a nice local yeah. pub
0: and uh, so now every year they uh, have an auction where they help good causes and so uh, some people uh, were the high bidders to have me come and enjoy some drinks with them and talk gardening in the pub. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow. So. Oh,
1: that's great. And they have great pizzas there. Yeah, oh, great. I love
0: yeah. one pizza I love over all <laughs> others, Zorba the Greek. Oh. I just am nuts for that thing. <laughs> yeah. I have it every time I go. <laughs> <laughs> they see
1: you coming. They just put it on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, I, I want to also mention that uh, the Heronswood Lecture, is happening tomorrow. So it's their annual membership lecture to help uh, Heronswood uh, Gardens. And uh, Richie Steffen is going to be the speaker. Oh, my gosh. Everybody's going to have so much fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. And I won't be there because I'm doing this thing at my local pub, but I hope lots of other people go. There's still tickets open. Uh, It's going to have – they have a holiday gifts raffle – uh, they have light refreshments. They have a rare plant sale. So, uh, and then a great talk about ferns from
1: Richie. So, <gasps> ferns, what a surprise! What a surprise! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Richie is great. He knows everything, and he's hugely enthusiastic about what he knows. It,
0: it's so funny because Richie and I now, for the last two years, have done that uh, battle of the, uh container wars. Yes, at the flower show. Yeah, and yes. I've won both years because. <laughs> The first year I put a Cisco bobble doll in mine, bobblehead doll, and everybody (laughs) voted for mine. Last year I found the ugliest gnome, plastic gnome, eight (laughs) dollars. One of the vendors said, Can I borrow this? And I stuck it in his container right at the end. (laughs) Oh no. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny, but I'm worried. I think I'm going to lose this year. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to come up with. He's probably got
1: great plans I this think
0: year. He, the, he came up with all these, he had all these special plants <laughs> hidden under his Uh thing. Oh, yeah, there but you I go. But I kept
1: stealing them and using them in mine. So. Sounds like there are no rules in this <laughs> there event. There are
0: no rules. <laughs> Mary
1: Epinetti's supposed to be making the rules. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you know where that goes. I think she just eggs you both on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there is a link right on the front. Front page is cisco.com, and you can link on that, get a ticket from Brown Tickets or whatever it is. And um, so. And I'm pretty sure you could go right to that door and buy a ticket, too, if you want. So it's not at Heronswood. It's at the Sklelem House of Knowledge, which is really cool. I haven't been there. It's really nice. I've been there a bunch of times, and it's a really cool kind of a log house. Mm-hmm. So uh, this will be a lot of fun. So just go... To the front of com, and you can see all how to do that. And I hope lots of you go because, of course, I want Heronswood Gardens to do really yeah, well. Yeah, really. Yeah, uh, let me see. I've got uh, oh, another uh, the Arboretum Holiday Sale is going on today till 3 o'clock. Oh. So you got to listen to this yeah, show that's right. while you're driving your
1: car. <laughs> and rush over there. Oh, it's <laughs> always fun because they have – um, uh, Wreaths that are made up, and then they have greens you can buy to yeah. do your own stuff. I
0: bought one of the wreaths one year to send to my mom, and it was ah. cheese skin, so I packed it all up in a ring. But I shouldn't have put those Brussels sprouts on it. <laughs> <laughs> By the time it got there, they were getting a little ripe. Ew. <laughs> you think they're bad when you overcook them, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it would fool her to think And I made it, but it didn't really work. <laughs> And uh, Okay, another last uh, thing, and we'll take a break, and then we'll come back, and um, that is that I'm going to be on New Day Monday, so I'm on every other week, so I'm really looking for 11 o'clock on King 5. And I'm going to be doing uh, one of my all time favorite house plants, which is Christmas cactus.
1: Oh, and fabulous. Easy to grow. Oh, my gosh. Dependable. You can just ignore them practically. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: about it. So it'll be fun talking. I'm going to show how to made them. This
1: X rated uh, show. Oh, see, so. all right. That's great. You <laughs>
0: get cool fruit on there. Yeah. So yeah. that's fun. All right, listen, we're going to take a break. Marty Wingett's my guest. And. Uh, Then we're going to talk about an incredible tour that she's leading, and I'll give you a little heads up about a tour that I'm planning to lead too if we ever get it organized. (laughs) (laughs) So, right back, 97.3 Cairo FM. Oh, on December first hey uh, if you wanna call in with uh Marty here, there is absolutely no way that we're getting stuff <laughs> today
2: for
1: sure. That's <laughs> so, that's right.
0: <laughs> uh, it's one triple eight nine seven three Cairo, one triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. But while we got a little time, you're uh leading quite a cool tour here.
1: I I'm really excited about this. It's always fun. You do this too, I know. <laughs> um to go see some fabulous gardens and then sprinkle in a few other events too. Yeah. Um so you've got you know you've got people that like gardens but might also like going on a steam train up to the top of Snowdonia. Yeah. <laughs> Does that look cool? Yeah, we're going to be in Wales, uh North Wales mostly and um uh, and Merseyside, so Liverpool. We start out around Chester, which is an ancient town. You know, it still has the Roman Wall there. And we're going to see some gardens around there. We're going into Wales. Um, we... Uh we'll take the steam train and I just, you know, I may need an inside seat. I don't know how steep the drop is when you look <laughs> out the window there. We'll see. We'll uh, see. We're going to gardens like Powis Castle. You know, some of these names we know because we have plants that grow. There's the Artemisia. Um, Powis uh, Castle. Right. I was where... trying to remember
0: what plant that's that was. Right, that... Yeah. Okay, so
1: fabulous, yeah. big, fabulous gardens. Some 18th century landscape uh, gardens that have been restored. Tudor Gardens, then we go to the little private garden, not little, but the private gardens, which are always fun because we get to sit down with the homeowner and have a cup of tea. I love
0: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just totally love that when you get to do that, you know, and – and you always get those fun stories oh, about when they built the garden,
1: indeed, or what they dug up in the garden. Ah, uh, yes, as we both know. <laughs> um, and uh, so, and then we're gonna we're seeing some gardens around Liverpool, but we're also going to see the town. Liverpool is a fantastic city. It has a wonderful maritime museum with um, displays on the Lusitania and the Titanic. Ooh, cool. Just really f- fabulous stuff. And speaking of fabulous, there are, of course. The Beatles, yeah, the and Beatles. So, I mean, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take um, we're gonna have our own tour guide on our little bus because you don't want to get on the giant, boring tourist buses for Magical Mystery Tour. No, 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 no. You get on our bus, our little bus, and we'll have a guy that knows the history of Liverpool as well as the history of the guy. Uh, Layton and I have done a small, just the two of us. We had a tour guide take us around Liverpool, and um. These guys, it's their town. And so they know the stories. They know the stories behind the songs that John and Paul wrote. Um, they know where they grew up. They show you where they grew they, up.
0: Because they played all around Liverpool oh, yeah, for years, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, they were just and, – and there is the um, – the Cavern Club, which is, I get very confused at the history of this because where it is now is not where it was when they were it. So, I don't know. You can talk to (laughs) Leighton about this when we're on the tour, okay, folks? (laughs) Uh, But how fun. So
0: And there's a big um, uh, Fabio's Four Museum there, the Beatles Museum.
1: Oh, fantastic. And and great displays on 60s music. And um, it's fun. And there are some really cool uh, sort of – Art Deco-ish touches to Liverpool, which was used for, um, I think, for the filming in the first um, Fantastic Beasts, you know, the the J.K. Rowling um, oh, movies now from the Harry oh. Potter. Yeah, I'm sure you know all about you that. You know, I've stuff. never seen any of Oh, yeah. Well, the, the, the first one, so these on a plane. old buildings looking like 1920s um, New York, is really today in Liverpool. Oh. So, so. It's, a, it's a cool city. It's great. It sounds really fun. And also and, uh, we will indeed go on – a Ferry, Cross the Mersey. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so, we will hear Jerry Marsden sing to us. And we'll sing uh, along. Uh,
0: uh, uh, oh, how fun. No, you know, so so much history. Yeah, it's great. That's great. So you you practically live in England
1: now. <laughs> we go over as often as we can. We were there in October um, uh, going to some of our favorite places and um, meeting our new best friends, the— with twenty second Baron Fitzwalter.
0: Yeah, how about that? <laughs> yeah, that's a fun story. Yeah, you right. were we just happened in a to have and... dinner
1: with him, yeah, this wow. couple and that's who he turned out to be. Um <laughs> So we, yeah, we do have a lot of fun because we're always scouting about. Blood. I'm of course doing research for my mystery. So we spent a week in Bath this time in October, oh, and that was really fun. Could be. That yeah, must, yeah.
0: Bath's a really cool
1: town. It is it? fantastic. Just, so.
0: There's not much of England I don't like. You know, it's so interesting because it's towns and it's rural. Yeah, you don't see these shopping. Yeah. These, What do you call them? I know that goes on forever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's great. We love London. There are always tons of things to do in London. We love the countryside. We love Suffolk, the coast, you know, being um, at the seaside. And we visit our friend Victoria in the Cotswolds every time we go. So that's always (laughs) nice. In fact, we walked down to, we were at Victoria's uh, and walked down to the Catherine Wheel, the pub at the bottom of the hill. And the woman behind the bar said, Oh, hi, how are you? Oh, isn't that great? She thought we lived there. Yay. Oh, man. That, that's the
0: best there is, I'll tell you what. Yeah, you know, they know Mary from her hikes so of well course. in Cornwall. That
1: whole, she how many times has she done the coastal path in Cornwall? Oh, my
0: God. I don't know. She's always embarrassed. She says, oh, I shouldn't do that again. I should go somewhere else. But she but loves it.
1: She loves it so
0: yeah. much. They call her the uh, the um, Australian Marine. Because there's only one other person that hikes as far every day as she does, and it's an Australian Marine. Oh Well,
1: you know, I believe that because we know that Mary Mm -hmm. starts and she doesn't stop.
0: No, no. She does not stop. When she gets going, man, I'll tell you what, she goes – We're going to France, as I mentioned before, uh, in the spring, and we got a lot of hiking plans. Oh my gosh, uh, get in
1: shape, Cisco. I got
0: to (laughs) be in good shape for this. (laughs) Get my sticks out, get moving here, you know. Yeah. Well, your tour sounds really great. And uh, so there's a link right on the front page of cisco.com. You can go to that, and then you could see everywhere you're going and everything. Yeah, and the, the price isn't very high.
1: No, no, it's great. It's really good. And um, our travel agent, whom you work with as well, uh, well will advise. He, yeah, there. he'll advise people on on getting their flights over there. The flight's not included, but we're starting in Manchester and. Um, He last time, I think he had people flying in. It was suggested people fly in on Iceland air because, you know, once you get to Reykjavik, you can go anywhere. Yeah. And uh, they fly right into Manchester. And so that
0: just buy your buy your lunch uh, somewhere before you get to the airport. (laughs) Can
1: you take on your own bottle of wine?
0: Ah uh, no, you can't do oh, that. Darn. Too bad. No, that would be the, the best. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> We could only he, do that. <laughs> that's what we do when we get on the on the um, channel. You know, you get your bottle of wine before you get on the train, and there you are, zipping across under the English oh, Channel, drinking a bottle of
0: wine. Well, I, we did that at the uh, Chelsea Flower Garden. <laughs> oh show. yeah, yeah. You uh, go out there in that wonderful middle place, you know and you it. got your picnic basket, yeah. your bottle
1: of wine. Oh, exactly. is fun? The band is playing. Oh, yeah, the
0: band is playing. All right, listen, we're going to be back. Um, I hope you'll give us a call, 1-888-973-CHIRO, cairo one 973 isn't a perfect day to be out gardening, but it's a great day to talk gardening. So, yeah. hey, we'll be right back. The best gardening show on the air, 97.3 Cairo fm Okay, so Marty Wingett's gets here with me, and we were talking about her uh, wonderful tour to Wales and uh, Merseyside.
1: When are you going? June 5th to the 14th. That means that people fly out on the 4th, just in case. You know, we always Uh, have to remind everybody of that. Yeah, that's right. So and June will be a great time. So that's a nice time to see the gardens yeah, there. Yeah, it's lovely. And it's 10 nights,
0: so there 10 you nights, so not a real long trip. No, no, just no, you'll, nice...
1: be, you'll be back. Your garden will be waiting for you when you get back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so remember, there's a link right on the front page of cisco.com. You can see all about that. You can call up and find out more. You can uh, sign up. You can do whatever you want on there. And I am just going to give a little heads up. Not this fall, of course. (laughs) No. (laughs) Next fall, we're in the middle of organizing a tour to Japan, so I'm real excited about that. It'll go in November, Mm -hmm. which is a nice time to get the heck out of here. (laughs) That's right. I think we're timing it so you'll still have enough time to get ready for Thanksgiving because I know everybody loves Thanksgiving and puts a lot of work into it, and uh But uh, we're planning to go see a lot of the best gardens in Japan and uh, have, you know, we'll take a bullet train and uh, we'll stay in one of those really Japanese type places, you know, where you sleep on the little mat. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I think if you don't want to eat too much raw fish... (laughs) You could just say, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I think I might do that. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, w- I would probably do that too. Give me a bowl
1: of rice, <laughs> I'm fine.
0: But that's not on my website or anything yet, cause, but I do. we are starting to really put it together, so pretty soon I'll be able to announce that. Well, listen, uh, we don't have any calls, but we do have a couple of uh, interesting emails. So uh, Nicole wrote me, and she said... Uh, She has a huge banana plant in her garden, which, you know, I just love those pluggers. And uh, it's migrated right up against the neighbor's fence. Oh. She sent a picture, and it's right on the neighbor's fence. And she said, uh, how do I stop it from going right up to the fence so that it doesn't destroy the fence? It's the neighbor's fence, the whole nine yards. Hmm. And uh, it's—I mean—it's right up against the fence, so uh My feeling is she's got to move the whole banana. Oh, yeah. That thing's going to migrate right under the fence, right. and the neighbor yeah. better like uh, yeah. <laughs> bananas because they're these get you know twenty feet tall. Yeah,
1: they do. That's amazing. Wow. Uh, I don't know what sort of a root system a banana plant
0: has. Oh, good. (laughs) They are a weed. Oh, my god. I'm always pulling them out, the the ones that migrate from mine, because they go about a foot and a half a shot, and you get this great big bulbous thing under the ground, which would massacre a fence, I think. And, um, And so they... They come. They kind of get into my other plants, and uh, so I try to kind of stay on guard and dig those migrators out. You know, and um, and so I'm. I think that no matter what she does, you know, she could put in a plastic thing or something. I think they'd go under it. They'd find yeah. a way through. I think. Yeah. So I uh, much. It's not that hard to dig out. It's heavy as mm. can be to dig out a big banana. But uh, I definitely, Nicole. My opinion, you got to dig the whole ninety-five yards, (laughs) and then move it out into you know it's a lot farther away, and then you could just every every spring, you know, dig out anything. Right, then you can see that's right. You can see where they're take them out. Yeah, you see a little banana come up. Yeah, but it's got a grape. Bulbous root underneath, oh my gosh. which is just a pain in the kazutski, to say the least. Yeah. So, Nicole, I hope we helped answer your <laughs> question there. You know, <clears throat> I think two years ago, I got bananas for the first <gasps> time in 25 years. Did they ripen? They, They ripen. The problem is if you eat one, <clears throat> you'll never need to eat another prune for the rest <laughs> of your life. <laughs> I had no idea. <clears throat> they're little, and they taste like plastic. Oh. It was the worst thing I ever ate Ooh. in my life. And uh, they use those up in the Himalayan mountains to make a fabric. Oh, that's why they're so hardy, yeah. and uh, nobody eats those. You know? I know a monkey would turn its nose <laughs> on nose. You know, it's <laughs> like so. Uh, but it looks so cool. Oh yeah, I can. Oh, imagine. Oh my god, it was yeah. so fun. Every neighbor. It couldn't walk by. A lot of them knocked on the door and said, Are those bananas?
1: I know, really. Hard to believe in Seattle that I, you would see bananas on a tree.
0: It is really hard. There's one problem with them, though. You know, they brought a pest with them.
1: No, I had no a, idea. A really
0: not that tarantula
1: pest. like on I Love Lucy when she was hanging to the, to, onto the bananas. No, in thank the ship. God. Oh, not okay, that good.
0: No, but uh, getting those monkeys out of your garden is so
1: hard. <laughs> <laughs> that would be difficult.
0: Hey, we got a caller. We better go to the oh, phones. Yeah. Hey, Ron from Shahalas, Welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for calling. <clears throat> oh, I think I, uh, I think Brian is still talking to him. Now we got him. Hey, Ron. Hi. Hi, Ron.
2: Hi. <laughs> hey,
0: how are you? T-
2: Good. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. My wife and I are just completing a new home. In the Chehalis area, and we live in an area that is uh,
0: very undeveloped, and and I'm worried about uh, mold
2: as we begin to do our landscape planning. Is there anything that can be done to exclude mold from the grounds around your home? Can you? Can you dig a ditch deep enough to fill it with concrete or rock? Or something? <laughs> what
0: what can you do? Well, you know, the problem with moles they can pop right out of the ground and crawl on the surface. Yeah, sure. So, um, oh, my God, you're going to have to make a fortress. I've never heard anyone trying to... I've, uh, I've heard of people <laughs> trying to keep monitor vegetable gardens. Yeah,
1: yeah, but the entire... It's a lofty goal, however... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and of course, we can't trap them anymore.
0: No, although uh, they still sell the traps. And what you yeah. do in your own garden is your business. Just don't advertise <laughs> to the neighbors because that works the best by far. You know, once you find the main runs, if you go to cisco.com and then go to gardening and then topics, and you'll find I wrote a book about mole control. And I never, you know, decide never to publish it or anything. And even George Pinyu checked it over to make sure it was accurate. Oh, that's great, yeah. So in there, I even teach you how to set the traps and how to find the main run. If you find the main run, you just keep the traps in there. The dummies keep using the main run. You catch one. Another guy takes the main run. You catch him. But... Just the same. I think, you know, if you live in mole country, I've talked to farmers, they catch 40 or 50 a year. Oh, my gosh. And they just wow. keep coming. so, you know, I suppose you could use, I don't know, something like uh, maybe deer netting underground. That stuff probably never breaks down. Yeah, it's
1: but how far down?
0: I don't know how far down you'd have yeah. to go. they I've rarely seen them more than a foot deep. Oh, well. But, I mean, that would be a lot of work to go to for something might not even work, and they might be able to chew their way through that.
1: Yeah, uh, they might. I
0: don't know, you know. I, I think know my son has put in a uh, a series of, like, French drains, and he filled the ditches with four inch rock, and the molds have stayed on one side of the ditch. Yep. They wouldn't go through anything like that, you're wow, right, if you yeah, ditched all the way around. But then... Then you're going to have to make sure that there's no gap at all at the bottom of the fence mm. where they could come through. Right. <laughs> that right. might It might be worth it. Yeah. Because moles, <laughs> you never have more than five per acre, but every time you catch one or a hawk gets one, no. uh, another one takes its place. <laughs> I tried that. Wow. I think you taught us instead of giving <laughs> 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 you knew the answer for this well yeah right, listen I think you. but just remember they can pop out of the ground and run in yeah, there so yeah. uh, you gotta go a hundred percent on this okay I thought of that. hey Ron right, I gotta you. run but uh good luck and, and definitely check out my mole section in the uh in the um uh, cisco.com uh-huh all right, we'll do thank you all right Ron thanks so much for the call. Hey, we'll be right back. Hey, we've got open lines one triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. Right back ninety seven three Cairo FM. We're back, and uh, Katie, we're popping you on 97.3 Cairo FM. How you doing?
2: Hi, doing great. Enjoying your show so much, as always.
0: Oh, thanks so much.
2: <laughs> awesome. Hey, my question today is that uh, oh, I've got several different types of hydrangeas in my yard. One of them is a tree hydrangea, and I just adore that one. And then the other hydrangeas, I, I, I like them quite a bit as well. They're um, I think they're the mop head oh, yeah. variety, but... Um, is, it, is there one one of my, uh, in a pot that I've got, one of my hydrangeas, I had pruned it back one year. The next year I got zero flowers. Yeah. I thought, oh, jeez, nothing. And, um, and so the, I've been a little bit gun-shy as far as trimming the other ones. I don't want to have that same thing happen. Is there one rule of thumb for pruning them back?
0: There's two <laughs> rules of thumb. So you have two thumbs. That works. Yeah, it depends which kind you have. So if you have the PG or the arborescens, those, the tree one is either a PG or an arborescence mm-hmm. And that, you know it could be either one. And uh, they usually have the wedge-shaped flowers that start white, right, turn beautiful yeah, pink. And yeah. they're coming out with
1: more and more green ones. Yeah, they oh. are. Yeah.
0: But uh, those, those ones bloom on new growth. So, as they grow, they bloom, so you can in in theory, you can whack those
1: down to six <laughs> inches from the ground. I had an annabelle, which was an arborescent, oh, yeah. and, and Big I, white oh flowers. huge, gorgeous white flowers and 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 i that was my favorite thing to do you I could just cut it down because it'll get you know pretty big yeah, um, yeah. to cut it down in the late winter or early spring, and then I would still get these huge blooms. Later in the spring. Now the 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 one that you you dealt with in the pot, of course, was the other kind, and yeah. so this is the one where you think, okay, now let me look at these buds. Go ahead, describe well, yeah. it, Cisco.
0: <laughs> if you if you cut those back, they,
1: now there are some new
0: ones that are supposed to bloom on new growth yeah. and old growth, but but you won't get a bloom till really late in the year if yeah. you cut those back, even if they're a the new kind. But the ever blooming ones, but the the typical mop head, you know, if and also the lace caps, if you cut those way back, they only bloom on what grew last year. Yeah. So, you cut all the foliage.
2: No, this seems like a silly question, but how do you know what bloomed on? Because I've got foliage all over the place. How do I know which one was old growth and which one was new?
0: The bark looks a lot shinier, new. Yeah. You can really tell when you look close. Yeah,
1: it gets old and brown and and dull looking, you know, if it's more than a year old.
0: But you don't have to live. If you just cut that barely back to save all that last year's growth, it becomes uh, just a rat's nest. It's awful. So what you want to do is cut out at least a third and do this in like late February, early March. Mm-hmm. Cut out at least a third of the oldest and tallest branches. Yeah. And that'll kind of lower it a little. It's going to be tall, Yeah. but it thins it out, makes it look elegant and beautiful. Yeah, it's great. And then I just barely cut back the stuff I keep. And, you know, you can decide how far to cut that back, keeping some of last year's growth. And uh, you'll get way bigger
1: flowers, and and they'll be, the whole plant will look so much better. Yeah, the shrub looks much better than, oh. um, you know, just kind of shearing it off and then having this blob out there. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, and even, you know, when people cut them way back, they don't thin them out, and then, boy, do they become a rat's nest. Yeah, they then. do, oh.
2: yeah.
0: Oh, you're going to love this. Wait till you do this. It's so wonderful. I'm
2: anxious to try it, and I just, uh, because I I was, like, the the PG, the tree one, um, I've never pruned that one, because I'm afraid of, uh, of losing flowers or hurting the tree, so... Yep. I'll go ahead
0: and try it. Yeah, give this a try. I have to run, but give it a try, and thank I you. guarantee you're going to love this. And uh, you got to call and tell me I'm a genius for this, okay?
2: <laughs> I, will, I will. Thank you a million, both of you. Thank, thank
0: you. you, Katie. Hey, Marty, thank you so much oh, for coming on today. So I hope great. lots of people sign up for your tour. Only 60 people get to go on it. That's gonna right. It's going to be a lot of fun. Come along. All right. Ryan, thanks old buddy. Always great working with you. All right, everybody, stay warm. Don't forget to give your puppy a walk. We'll see everybody next week. Bye bye. Yeah.